Today a man is out there proclaiming the good news Winning families to Jesus all around his neighborhood He tells them God is able to make your house a home He wants to win his world for Christ but he can't do it alone but each one can reach one as we follow after christ we all can lead one we can lead one to the savior and together we can tell the world that Jesus is the way. Only if each one reach one. The message is unchanging. Go ye into all the world and share the love of Jesus far away your door to door. You see, just like someone told you that Jesus loves you so, you must tell someone who will tell someone until the whole world knows. But each one can reach one As we follow after Christ We all can lead one We can lead one To the Savior And together we can tell the world That Jesus is the way only if we each one reach one would you go out and labor would you hold high your light one by one and two by two we can tell the world that jesus Come on, come on, let's do it better.
and give the Lord a shout. Wow. The moment we all have been waiting for is finally here. Oh, only two people said wow. Uh, okay, by the way, maybe you were not here last, last night. Don't turn our charismatic chair to an orthodox church. Okay, tell somebody that don't turn this chair to an orthodox church. Here we are charismatic. By the way, charismatic comes from the word charis. Uh, charis. <laughs> Amen. And so we have to see that thing in you. Amen. Okay, if you don't show me, I'm not putting Bishop on. Somebody give the Lord a shout. I'm now sensing you. Makumakate. <laughs> and something is happening. I think I love that. Church, I'm so excited to witness today in the history of the church in Brekum and in Brahafo where we are having the opportunity to receive from such great, great, great minister of God. Last night was a very powerful night and I was so much blessed. I don't know about you, but I was blessed. And I strongly believe that this morning will take another dimension. Especially when I saw the book Bishop Pick, my heart started to leap because I know there are great and mighty things God has for us. Church, you will be so much blessed to receive the ministry of Bishop. Amen. Recently, I was in a conference that she organized, which is the Act of Evangelism Conference. I went there with my wife and a couple of people. As we sat in the meeting and I listened to every message that came and I watched her how she has done the marvelous things she was doing over there. I just said that this one is anointed. Amen. And the amazing thing is that she's somebody who has worked in the office of Bishop Dagwood Mills, our father. And so that tells you that she knows what it's about doing. Amen. Have you ever bought any book of Bishop Dag anywhere? Right? She perhaps was directly or indirectly the one that sent the book to you to buy. It's a blessing for us to have Sister Joy in our midst. Church with standing ovation. Have been received to the podium. The ministry of Sister Joy. Come on, let's show her some love. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. And because we're a charismatic church, we just love to give Jesus some praise. So just give him a shout this morning. Hallelujah. Let your voice be heard in heaven. If you have not said anything to the Lord, say it now, say it now, say it now. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, Jesus was coming into Jerusalem. And they asked him, tell these children to stop making noise Jesus said if they stop making noise the stones cry the stones some of you you are about to be replaced by a stone you better make some noise tell the Lord I'm here I'm here I can't be replaced by a stone hallelujah I will give you your due we worship you Lord 
King of kings, Lord of lords, we lift you up on high this morning. Hallelujah. Amen. Lord Jesus, we're so excited to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the love that binds us together. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for all that you have done up until this point. I pray, Lord, that you will have your way. Spirit of God, take over. Just say what you say. Do what you do. May I only be a vessel in your hands. I pray, Lord, that we will hear you this morning. That our hearts will be soft to God. May we have the wisdom that is from above. The wisdom that is easy to be entreated. I thank you for people whose hearts are beating for you. Who love you and who want to do their utmost for you. Let your will be done in Jesus' name. Amen. Put your hands together and take your seat. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Amen. This morning, I want to salute the angel of this house, Reverend Solomon. God bless you. Amen. God bless you for putting together this conference. And I, I just know that the Lord is doing great things in this ministry. It's not by chance he put you together with the wife that you have. I believe that it was God's design. I want you to put your hands together for them. Amen. Some of you have come into Berkum or you, you even grew up here and you have found Christ because he obeyed and because he did what God asked him to do. So I want you to salute the gifts that of God that they are and bless them. Hallelujah. And this Christmas, if you have not already appreciated your pastor this year, make sure you do so. Hey, you are quiet now. Remember yesterday night, I was telling you that the finances, when you are coming to God, you come with your finances. You come with it. And one of the things is that as you plant a seed in the life of your man of God, you'll be amazed that you get blessed. You get blessed. Yeah, you get blessed. It's something that I do. I'm not telling you what I don't do. I don't wait until they say, oh, it is time to appreciate it is good. But even outside of that time, you will see that your life is blessed. Hallelujah. I also want to salute all the men of God assembled here this morning. Thank you for the honor. Thank you for honoring me. Thank you for coming. God bless you. And it's a pleasure to see you in this COVID year that people have gone and come and some we've not seen again. We thank God he has kept us. Amen. Don't let us not take it for granted. In Ghana, it looks like it has been light, but there are places where it has been serious. So if God has had mercy on us, we thank him. We thank him. Amen. It's a good place to clap. Hallelujah. And I want to honor my father, Bishop Doug, this morning. I thank him for obeying the call of God. Hallelujah. And for believing in people and, and giving people an opportunity and a chance to do something. If you are clapping, please clap. Lift your hands up and clap. Amen. And I believe that he is a man of God who God has brought, not for one church, but to be a blessing to the body of Christ at this particular time. Amen. And we thank God for his obedience. Amen. Throughout this COVID season, he has been leading prayer meetings. I don't know if you turned into those prayer meetings, but I tell you, we have chased every demon that we can find. We have chased them out of the system. Every issue. Oh, yeah. And I believe that it has brought something good into the house. Put your hands together for him one more time. Hallelujah. I want to salute my husband, Bishop Patrick Bruce, also. I thank God. One of the things I say to him often is, thank you for not making me have to choose between you and God. 
Yeah. That as he's fulfilling his call, he's also allowing me to fulfill my call. Hallelujah. Because sometimes the person can just say something and you cannot move. And I thank God that he always, in fact, as I'm going to, as we were coming, he came down, prayed for my team and myself and sent us off with blessing. And I want to honor him and thank him for that. Hallelujah. Amen. Put your hands together for yourself. Because some of you, you were not here yesterday, but today you went to see Pharaoh. He said, Pharaoh, let me go. Let me go. I have to go and do something. God bless you so much. Amen and amen. Please take your seat. I really pray that you will take this conference seriously because I know that God has put it together to be a blessing to you. Hallelujah. And Reverend has been preaching. I believe Bishop Kevin is arriving tonight. And the birthday reverend is also in the house. And all of this is not by chance. It's God's design and God's plan for you. So God bless you so much. In fact, when I came, it pained me that I have another schedule tomorrow. I'd have just relaxed and just received. Yeah, yeah, but such it is. So it is. Amen and amen. Well, we've talked about many are called. I believe today you were also taken a little further into the art of ministry and what you need to do and i believe that we are setting the stage to really you know just just lose ourselves in the work of god hallelujah to lose ourselves in the work of god i've been so blessed even just listening to the young ladies who were singing today and i believe that each song was a message to us hallelujah it's all part of the conference sometimes the thing that will bless you may not even be in a word preached but in a song that was being sung and it just ministered to you hallelujah oh are you there as i arrived here today i don't know who was singing but it was a gentleman's voice and he was singing miracle worker and i was blessed yeah he just he just blessed me yeah it had been a slightly stressful morning with you know many things and as i just sat there and the the song came i just felt oh the miracle worker is around the miracle worker is around. it's gonna be okay it's gonna be okay i don't know who was singing but put your hands together for him as well hallelujah so this morning in this session that i have with you i want to just talk to you about something which is very close on the heart of the lord this is the reason why jesus came are you there the bible says that jesus came to save souls everything else is just an addition but his purpose and reason for coming you see if he gives you a car to bless you that's not why he came he was just blessing you if he provides for you it's just because a father provides for his children but the reason why he left heaven and came down to earth the reason why he abandoned everything and came down to to earth it's just one reason it's just one reason and he came to save souls so as you and I are moving from many are called, we are saying, Lord, we have moved. We are now among the chosen. Chosen to do what? If you come to this church and your pastor is building the church and then you go and create some uh, place and you say, oh, we are having games over here. Are you not out of order? It's the question because when you, the man was seriously building a church and then you came and said i'm serious look i'm coming to build a game center we're coming to do betting 
you know, betting, it will help people to earn some money. <laughs> you see, if you're not careful, you'll be driven off the land. You'll be told you cannot do this here. Why? Because you are doing something different from what the person in charge is doing here. And so, no matter what else we are doing in life, we need to line ourselves up with what Jesus is doing. With what God is interested in. Hallelujah. And that's why our sister Pearl was singing that each one can reach one. No matter your call, sometimes we get caught away with other things. Because there are other things also that we can do. But let's, let me take it from the beginning. Allow me to take my time small. You see, my time is short. So I'm trying to, it's a, it's a long message that I'm trying to shrink and squeeze into the time I have. Okay, so just try and follow. Amen. Now, what I want to say to you today is that as you have answered this call and as you are a chosen person, regardless of what else you have to do, if you are a prophet, you will be speaking about many things to many people. But I need you to understand that even though you are a prophet, there is a particular mandate that you must fulfill. And that mandate is the same. Whether you are an apostle, whether you are a teacher, whether you are a common floor member, whether you are a warmer of the chest, whether whoever you are in so far as you are a believer in Jesus Christ, that mandate is yours. Let me just go to scripture to save myself. Second Timothy chapter 4 and verse 5. Paul was teaching Timothy about this. And he said, But watch thou in all things. Second Timothy 4 verse 5. Endure afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist. Make full proof of thy ministry. He didn't say be an evangelist. Because there are some people, they are in the office of an evangelist and that's their main call. But what he said was that, as you are doing your other things or whatever else you are doing, do the work of an evangelist. Now, if you do not do the work of an evangelist, what happens is that you do not fulfill your ministry. So you may do a part of your ministry, but you don't fulfill it. Are you in the house? Let me give you another version. Because some of you don't like Kojovi, so let me give you New Living Translation. But you should keep a clear mind in every situation. Don't be afraid. This is the New Living Translation. Don't be afraid of suffering for the Lord. Work at telling others the good news and fully carry out the ministry God has given to you. Fully carry out the ministry God has given you. So no matter the other components of the ministry, this one too is part. Oh, pastor, you see, this one, it was Paul who was talking to Timothy. It doesn't concern me. Really? You are on dangerous ground. Because if you say that, then you have to refuse everything that's in the book of Timothy. And you have to say all of it was Paul just speaking to Timothy. Because Paul was the one who told Timothy, God has not given us a spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind so if you are going to refuse this one refuse that one and collect your spirit of fear ah it's fear that yeah 
the same person who taught and said, God has not given us a spirit of fear, is the same one who is saying, do the work of an evangelist. He didn't say be an evangelist. No, he didn't say that. Because there are some people who will eat evangelism, sleep evangelism, dream evangelism. They are the evangelists. That's their calling. But there are others. What he's saying, regardless of what you are doing, do the work of an evangelist. Let us prove it a little further. By going to the story in Luke chapter 16. In Luke chapter 16, we see the story of the rich man and Lazarus. The rich man was wealthy on earth. Lazarus was sitting at his gate trying to get some crumbs to eat and as usually happens out of poverty he died first but when he died Sana, he was a believer he was carried up into the bosom of abraham and the rich man for all his wealth he did not know god and god cannot be bribed so he ended up in hell the bible says that when the rich man found that he was in hell he began to negotiate because he thought he was still on earth where you can negotiate with your power and he said oh father abraham what is doing me here please <laughs> send lazarus to come and put a drop of water on my tongue hey father abraham hey, my friend we don't do that here please <laughs> things are no longer the same <laughs> things have changed even if we wanted to help you we cannot because where we are and where you are you can see us but we cannot cross you can come to us and we can come to you so the man realized that he was in bad business this by the way is one of my favorite sermons to preach for salvation yeah i learned it from bishop dag because he will ask you he said on this earth where do they measure water in drops wherever you are it's a cup or it's a sachet or it's something but why will you choose to go to hell where there's a drop of water anyway that's by the side so this man after trying to negotiate he realized that he has no ch chance the um the man cannot come over so he decided that okay if that's the case let me try to rescue my brothers because he had five more brothers who were like himself rich men living their lives out on earth and not minding god at all so he told uh, father abraham please if that's the case kindly send lazarus from heaven back down to earth so that he can go and tell them that look i am lazarus you know me i used to lie at your brother's gate then i died and i went to heaven and i've come back to tell you that your brother i've seen him he's in hell and if you don't change your ways and if you don't receive jesus as your lord and savior you are also going there so if you send them if you send him they will listen then abraham said something remarkable Abraham said you can go to Luke 16 verse 31 if they hear not Moses and the prophets neither will they be persuaded though one rose from the dead if they hear not Moses and the prophets in other words the word of evangelism the how to be saved salvation is supposed to be preached even though you are a prophet so why are you having your prophetic meeting and at the end of the prophetic meeting you have dazzled us with your powers and how we envy you but when you are done how come you don't do an altar call how come you don't ask people to be saved how come you are only interested in some other thing 
Hey. Usually you are dazzling men, but God is not dazzled. And the Lord is not happy at all. And the reason is because there is a component of your ministry that must involve the saving of souls. That's your mandate. It is part of your mandate. If you are a teacher, it is part of your mandate. If you are just a believer, it is part of your mandate. And that's what I'm proving to you at this time. Are you here? In the book of Obadiah chapter 1, if you know where Obadiah is, he makes mention in verse 21 of some people he calls saviors and he says saviors shall come up on mount zion to dodge the mount of of esau and you wonder why does he talk about saviors we know of one savior his name is jesus christ luke chapter 2 and verse 11 tells us for unto us this day is born in the city of david a savior which is Christ the Lord. So we know him as a savior. So why does Obadiah refer to other saviors? Let me tell you the reason. The reason is that Jesus died on the cross. It was a wicked thing. For many, many, many days and maybe many months, they were talking about it. But the truth about human beings is that after some time, we forget. We forget. So if Jesus did not cause other people to rise up with the same story in their mouths, by this time, the story of Jesus Christ would have been extinct. Nobody would hear of it again. Some historian will come and say, there was a man in the historians like that who recorded the death of Christ. But most of us, we are not history students. If I recently, I was told that history is no longer in the curriculum. I don't know as a subject. So it means that all of us who don't do history will not even have known of Jesus Christ. And that's why he decided to pick out some people who will be called saviors of men. Are you in the house today? Romans chapter 10. You see, I'm going to call scripture after scripture. Just write it and be used to it. Amen. Romans 10 verse 14 and 15. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear? without a preacher and how shall they preach except they be sent so that is how god has ordained it there is somebody out there until you speak they will not hear they don't know they won't hear amen they have no chance of hearing wow are you in the church and so in matthew chapter 28 we meet the last words of Jesus Christ. Please take us to Matthew 28 from verse 19. And let's read these famous verses. I know you know the scripture, but we're going to read it. Matthew. Matthew 28. What has happened to your computer today? Yesterday it was very fast. But today. Matthew 28. Let's take it from verse 18. Jesus came and spoke unto them saying, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth go ye therefore and teach all nations baptizing them in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy ghost teaching them to observe all things whatsoever i have commanded you and lo i am with you always even unto the end of the world hallelujah i know that you have heard this scripture often and you will find it in Matthew, you find it in Mark, you find it in Luke, 
you find it in John. For many of us, we know that it exists in four books of the Bible. But that's why I'm so happy to introduce this book to you, Make Yourself Saviors of Men, because this book by Bishop Doug shows us that this scripture is not only in those four books, but it is in as many as ten books of the New Testament in which this statement is there. The last words of Jesus Christ telling us to save people. Last words are frightening words. Are you here? I said last words are frightening words. And usually, no matter what a person asks as his last words, we do them. I'm reminded of one of our pastors who passed away. And he was a doctor. He knew that his condition was um, dangerous and that he was dying. And a few days before he died, he called his son. And he spoke his wishes. And the son recorded it on his phone. Now, this man was a member of the royal family. So, as soon as he died, the royals arrived to carry away his body. And when they came, they started doing their things. Then the son arrived, said, please, hold on. And he took his phone and he just opened it. And he, excuse me. God bless whoever provided the fan for helping me. Amen. So he took his phone and he played the message. His father's voice was very weak. He was dying after a battle with cancer. And he was dying. Very soft. But in that voice, he said, when I die, my body belongs to Bishop Dag. Whatever he says you should do, do. Old man, weak voice. Immediately, the royals backed off. Immediately. They called Bishop Dag and said, please, our brother is gone. He says we should give his body to you. Last words. You ask yourself why? Because here with the royals, they have a certain strength, you know. They have a certain might and a certain power. In fact, if you see them, it actually can be fearful. How come? How come they, they, they back down to the soft, weak voice of a sick old man on the phone? The reason is that last words are dangerous words. There is the feeling that if I don't do what this person said, I don't know how things will go with me. And it is considered a very dangerous thing to ignore last words. Why? Because usually, a person's last words are usually the most important thing that they can think about. That's what they say. There is no time for funny conversations. There is no time for joking and playing. There is no time even for crying. It's last words. Some years ago, we went on a learning visit to Lagos with the bishop. And he was also going to preach in a certain church. On the Sunday morning, that was about 32 of us, we'd gone by bus. On the Sunday morning, he had preached powerfully in our church there. The program that brought him there was to start in the evening. Immediately after church, we decided that let's just get something to eat and then we will go to the location of the meeting. We had just finished refreshing ourselves. We were sitting down in one room and we were chatting and we heard the sound. This is on Sunday afternoon, broad daylight. You know, when you are from Ghana, we are blessed though. 
Because honestly, we were not worried. No, in Ghana, wait, if we are sitting here and we hear, what will we think? Oh, somebody is chasing birds. Oh. Or knockout. Please, is it true or is it not true? Maybe in the night we'll be concerned, but during the day, Sunday afternoon, what, what, what will you think? Not be anything. So we continued our matter. We're not concerned. All of a sudden, we had the hey! Now it's not just close, it was inside our compound. We said, hey, what is that? It's machine gun fire, you know. <laughs> the story of our reaction still makes a lot of laughter <laughs> up until today. One of our pastors went, one of our senior men, he went to just open the curtain to see what was happening. Hey, the fire that followed him. We realized that, look, it's serious business. <laughs> Come and see us in all kinds of stages of size and wonder. Diving from the floor. It doesn't matter whether you are apostle, you are bishop, you are who, you are what. Charlie, you just find some place on the floor <laughs> to arrange yourself. <laughs> We can laugh now. At the time, it was not funny. <laughs> hey! Then we heard somebody. Person shouted. They have shot the policeman. Oh. While we were lying on the floor, I was thinking to myself, my husband is here, and I'm also here. We don't know what these people are coming to do. Nigeria, the way we know it, you know, they will kill you for nothing. And I began to wonder. We have left our three sons in Tamale. If these people have their way with us, we may not make it out alive. Suddenly, I began to think, what are my last words? Do you think I was thinking about the stew that was in the freezer? To say, uh, I left some meat stew for you. In the... Do you think that's what was on my mind? <laughs> Do you think I was even thinking about their schoolwork? I mean, I'm about to go. Do you think I was thinking about their schoolwork? <laughs> Wash your things. <laughs> yeah, then the last one, the last one, I have my last child was a very active young man. Uh, do you think I was thinking to tell him, don't worry your brothers? No. No. Bath every morning. <laughs> Are you in the house? My only message, which I thank God I did not have to send. Because when I was holding my phone, my hands were shaking. You're lying there. I just wanted to say, serve God, okay? Just serve God. That was the only thing in my mind. Serve God. In other words, to me, that's the most important thing. So when somebody is speaking their last words, it's the most important thing. That's why Jesus was not talking to Peter about fishing in the river for fish. He didn't spend those last words to say anything about even somebody's healing. He didn't say it. But his last words, his very last words, go into all the world. Preach. Baptize them. You know, they are different. Um, everyone put it out in their own words. But you can see that the most important thing to Jesus Christ was the salvation of souls that was the most important thing and that is what we have left behind 
and because of it you see I told you last words are dangerous last words are dangerous are you there last words are dangerous let's go to Galatians chapter 1 Galatians chapter 1 and verse 6 Paul was speaking to the church in Galatia I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel which is not another but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ but though we or an angel from heaven preach another gospel unto you other than that which we have preached to you let him be accursed as we said before so say I now again if any man preach any other gospel unto you that you have received let him be accursed very strong words and you see in this scripture Galatians chapter 1 lies a key to a problem that we are facing he says that if you preach another gospel he has laid down the case already sometimes somebody does something and a person speaks a case I pray you are not doing such things but there are other things in that case of God the case is lying down there already so if you go and you go and beat your father without anybody talking you have walked into a case is lying there is that is there it's already lying there so by doing that you have stepped inside if you don't pay your tithe nobody has to say anything to you you have already he has laid it there already that you have stolen from me so you have walked into a case now he's saying in galatians 1 paul says that if you preach another gospel there's a case so now the question is what is another gospel what is another gospel what is the gospel the gospel is the coming of Jesus Christ to die to lay down his life so that man will be saved but today we are preaching another gospel the other gospel says that bring just your money you can live how you like brother wake the brother up tell him that you don't sleep when I'm preaching no this one wake him up yeah in my church, we'll pour water on you. So I've been very kind to just wake you up. Yeah. <laughs> are you there? And why are you? But I'm not embarrassing the brother. The Bible says that when you correct somebody, you love the person. What we are saying, he needs to hear it. Yeah. And I'm saying to you that, I'm saying to you that there is an issue because we have preached another gospel. We have brought people to church. We have entertained them we have displayed our powers we have said things we have read the bible we have given interpretations they have been excited about their interpretations but we have not preached salvation we have told them you can live however you like it's okay you just bring your money it is true it's unfortunate but true and by so doing the church has moved away from the last words of Jesus Christ 
And when you move away from last words, last words are dangerous things. We have moved away and so therefore, comma, today the church is like the world. The sicknesses of the world are in the church. The poverty of the world is in the church. The troubles of the world is in the church. The issues of the world, they are all in the church. That's why we are praying and praying and praying, laying our hands and laying our hands and sickness is still in the church. We are talking, we are advising, we are doing whatever. When you go outside the church, people are in debt. When you come inside the church, people are in debt. When you go outside the church, people are divorcing. When you come inside the church, people are divorcing. We are preaching another gospel. We are preaching another gospel. Maybe you don't understand. Let me give you another picture. When you go to hospital, God forbid you will not be sick. As you sit at the OPD, you will see that there's a TV there. The TV has been brought just to make waiting time pass. Because whatever you do, you have to wait. So, it's good. How many of us know that it's good that it's there? Take some time. Good. What would you think if the hospital administrator woke up one day and said, look, TV in here. It's TV that is good. So right now, we'll not spend money on drugs. Put a TV there. Put a TV in the, uh, what do you call it? Everywhere, waiting room. Put a TV where they go, consulting room. Put a TV. The TV is every one patient, one, one patient, one TV. You go to get drugs at the pharmacy, pharmacy place there, TV. What will you think? Would you not think that there's something wrong with that. There's something wrong. There's something wrong. Why? Because the TV that was in the OPD is not the main thing. It's just a byproduct. It's just a, a what should I call it? I'm looking for a word. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's just a relief. A moment, but it's not the main reason why the hospital is there. The main reason why the hospital is there is so that sick people will come and get healed not to watch tv nobody goes to say i'm going to hospital to watch tv today we have taken the side product the byproduct the side issue and we have made it the main issue and we are saying that come so that you'll be rich come so that you will get come so that the side things you see god is our father so he loves to bless He'll bless you. He'll bless you. But when we say, come so that he'll make you rich, it's like saying, go to the hospital so that you can watch TV. Yeah. 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 The reason why he has given us some people have prophetic giftings is, you see, some of those giftings are side issues. The main issue is have you given your life to Christ? That's the main issue. That's the main issue. So when we go around, around, around that issue, that one, that the main gospel, it must come up. It must come up. It is also the reason why our churches are not full. Because the church gets filled by the preaching of the gospel. 
When you preach, people are saved. When people are saved, the church gets filled. When we don't preach, that's why we are fighting over members. Hey, that's why we are fighting over members. But when you begin to preach the gospel, you will not fight over members. No. You know, Rev, I noticed something. In my church, when I find two leaders fighting over one sheep, they are always bad leaders. When this one comes and says, that, No, no, he's my sheep. I'm the one who I brought him to church. I didn't, and the other one said, No, no, no. But I'm the one. When you go and look, they are the type who don't go on outreach. They are the type who don't go and bring in any fresh anything. They are the, and then they are there. Who will pray? They are fighting. <laughs> fighting. <laughs> are you in the house? I said, The reason why the church is not full is because we haven't gone. But when we make the main thing, the main thing God will fill the church I said when we make the main thing I have people in my church one particular guy he has stopped fighting <laughs> so for, hmm, this guy the day I met him it was because he had beaten some girl JPR trouble oh, when he started to preach the gospel he has stopped he has stopped yeah, he has stopped. This other one, four one nine, just defrauding people, defrauding people, defrauding people. <laughs> when he started to preach the gospel, he has stopped. And I is training to be a pastor. He's in the Bible school. Yeah, the problems that we have is the gospel we are not preaching. That's why our houses are on fire, because we are there with nothing to do. The reason why your members are troubling you. You have not sent them to preach the gospel. Hey. hey. I said, you have not sent them. Any leader here, you are leading praise and worship. The people are not minded. Just let them go and win souls. When they come back, they will be there. Cool. <laughs> because they will suddenly realize that I don't know. And you see, this boy I'm saying he changed. No. When he started to preach the gospel. The person who leads Saturday night all night, one day he sent me a text. He said, You will not believe who I've come to meet in the church. In other words, he was there even before the all night team arrived. It's when you start looking for so you realize, hey, Lord, I need God. I need God. Suddenly he was praying. He has forgotten how to fight. Yeah. Because that is what Jesus asked us to do. When we allow the main thing to be the main thing, there will be a change. Put your hands together. Hallelujah. So I'm going to just read something for us. I'm reading from this book. Pastor Seth, do you have copies? Hmm. I pray because I think we have sold out almost everything. I went somewhere to preach on this and we didn't bring any back. So, I don't think he has many copies, but I pray you are going to get it. Hallelujah. Anyway, so just have them available for people who want them. But today I'm going to read from the book. And Pastor, we thought you were coming to preach, but I am reading from the I am reading from the book because you don't read. I am reading because won't time, won't pack and kind. So we shall read it together. Are you there? 
so it's chapter four of this book in case you are one of the fortunate ones to get the few copies i think you have just about some 20 copies or so mercy yeah if you are blessed to get a copy then you read it but i'm gonna read this story because i believe that it expresses some things and it will help us this is a story that was a vision it's called the vision of the dark and stormy ocean and it was the vision that william booth had william booth was the founder of the salvation army today the salvation army is not we don't see them as they used to be but in his day he was one of the foremost soul winners and god gave him this vision and as we are reading it i have tried to put down some scriptures because i see that the scriptures are saying i mean what he saw is scriptural so let us flow are you okay can i read the story to you the vision he saw a dark and stormy ocean there were black clouds hanging heavily over the sea every now and then there were vivid flashes of lightning and thunder when the winds moaned the waves rose and foamed and dipped and rose again indeed anyone who has been in the wild ocean before will know that this is a truly dangerous and deadly place to be in that ocean he saw myriads of poor human beings plunging floating shouting shrieking cursing struggling and drowning so this is the place where we see our uh, am i allowed to just use the front please you are not inside don't worry <laughs> let's say this is the sea okay this is the sea so in his vision he could see the sea and he could see that the people were you know drowning people were struggling in it and trying to come up and then the wave will pick them and to drop them he could see that their lives were in danger suddenly he saw in the midst of this dark and angry ocean a mighty rock that rose up like a mountain in the midst of the sea are you there so let's take it that as we are here so that's the sea down there then suddenly let's take the wall as a big rock that has come up out of the water around this great rock was a platform onto which some of the poor struggling drowning creatures were continually climbing out of the angry ocean so people were down there trying to save their lives then he saw the rock and then he saw a platform so let's take the stage like our platform and to rescue themselves some will come and they'll struggle and they'll be able to come on the stage on the platform so that's what he was seeing william booth says that he was delighted to see the platform which was being used as a point of salvation for the struggling souls in the sea as he continued to observe the scene in the ocean he noticed some amazing things which reveal a lot about our behavior today so i hope we have understood the the scene that was there okay so what did he see what did he see people doing number one he saw saviors of men he noticed that some people who were already safe on the platform were helping the poor ones 
in the angry waters to reach the place of safety. These were people who before they themselves were in the water. Now they had met salvation. They were safe. And they were turning back and helping other people to come up. Number two, he saw organizers of salvation. He found a number of those who had been rescued planning and organizing ladders and ropes and boats and any other equipment that they could use to effectively save some of the poor struggling creatures from the sea. I hope you are getting it. So apart from those who were helping people one by one, there were other people who were also... So you can call a conference like this, a meeting like that, a ladder, something somebody will use to climb up, something, a boat, something that somebody can struggle to get in. Hallelujah. Number three, self-sacrifice. He also noticed that there were some of the saved people who actually jumped into the water, regardless of all consequences, to res rescue the perishing. The sight of the people being saved and the sight of those sacrificial saviors delighted William Booth greatly. Maybe we can liken this third group to people who have given up everything. Full-time pastors, missionaries, gone, left their own futures and are just trying to help some people to come up. They've given up their everything. And if you find yourself in that category, God bless you for what you are doing. But now the story changes. Number four, most had forgotten. William Booth also noticed that although those on the platform had been rescued from the sea at one time or another, nearly everyone seemed to have forgotten about it. The memory of the dangerous sea no longer troubled them. The fact that people on the platform did not have any agonizing care for the poor perishing ones that were drowning before their very eyes was the most difficult scene to behold. Indeed, many of the drowning and struggling creatures in the sea were friends, husbands, wives, mothers, sisters, brothers, and even children of those already rescued. So you were an unbeliever. You were drowning. And you managed by the grace of God to find salvation. And now you're on the platform. And you are safe. And you have forgotten where you came from. And others are struggling. And he's saying that some of those who are even struggling are related to us. Your own siblings. Your own children. Your own family members. But because you are safe, you don't care. That's how come you have stopped praying for them. That's how come when you are coming to a convention, you don't bring them. You say, oh, I invited them some time ago, but they didn't mind me. So me, I didn't say anything. What about you? Did you get saved the first time you heard it? Was it not repeated, repeated, repeated things? And then one day you came and gave your life to Christ. How come? Now, dear you, you have no patience. You have forgotten what it was like. Maybe before you came to the Lord, you were very some way. But you have forgotten. Hey. used to drink uh, but now that you are safe you don't mind at all that there are other drunkards you used to chase men uh, God has rescued you 
but you have forgotten you have forgotten you have forgotten them most have forgotten Paul says in Philippians chapter 2 and verse 20 for I have no man like minded who will naturally care for your state and this is true many of us are busy going about our own business and we have forgotten who were the next group number five many were unconcerned the most amazing thing to behold was the fact that the people on the platform were aware of what was happening in the sea there were two reasons for this first of all they were living on the platform in full view of the struggling down drowning souls in the water and secondly those on the platform regularly went to hear lectures in which the awful state of the poor drowning creatures was described in spite of these facts most of the people on the platform were unconcerned please is it the church today or is it not oh is it the church today or is it not yeah we don't care unconcerned are you there so we can see it when you were leaving your house you pass by that neighbor who you know is an unbeliever but you didn't mind when you dressed up to go to church on Sunday you saw your former classmates you didn't say anything you just went your way and came to church unconcerned but the truth is that it is this generation that is responsible for saving the sinners of this generation please ask your neighbor why are you so quiet tonight today why what we are saying is it true or is not true i think it is true second timothy 3 5 says having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof from such turn away we are so religious we are so religious we'll wake up we'll sing our religious songs every sunday at five you put on your religious music but we don't care about what Jesus cares about. Hey, you see, this dream, if you are not uncomfortable, then you have gone far. Yeah. Because what he was seeing is real. It's real. Can I continue? Uh, the way you were quiet, I wasn't sure. Number six, trading in full view another interesting thing about the occupants of the platform was their different occupations which they carried out in full view of the perishing many of them were absorbed day and night in trading they did their trading to make gain and to store up their savings in boxes and strong rooms in other words pearl please come I need a bold young man to do like he's dying down there. Somebody who can just act for me. Do you have actors here? Okay, Pastor Seth, please come, come and help me. So here we are. You are doing like you are dying. So he's dying here. We can hear. But Charlie, I think I like your help. Where did you? Hey, 
and I'm seeing the earrings. Hey, you have to show me. Somebody is dying. Please, we should be hearing you. We can't hear you. I won't see him. We can hear him. He says we should help him. About, oh, but Charlie, I think, I think, yeah. You know, last when I did some small business, I got some small profit, and I got, you know, I think we want to do it a little more. Hey. <laughs> crying for help but we are concerned with our jobs to be able to say that oh now my job they pay me in dollars they give me dollars hey my new dress look I hear there's some wig they said that one is Brazilian let's go for it I think it's time to go look it's been a very stressful year let's go on holiday I hear there's a very good uh, 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 deal, Caribbean cruise. This is us, oh. This is us. The unbelievers are there. They are around us everywhere, oh. Everywhere. <laughs> Put your hands together for him. <laughs> hmm. Hey. Hmm. That's why Jesus said in Matthew 21 and verse 13, he says, my house shall be called a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. It is what we have done, oh. It's what we have done. Prayer time, how many people are there? If the prayer meeting is not about you, if the prayer meeting is not about your marriage, if the prayer meeting is not about your money, if the prayer meeting is not about your business, you won't even come. You won't even come. You have forced the hand of your pastor. Now he has to include other things. And yes, actually, you just leave. Go to the next place. I'm talking to somebody this morning. Israel, we have become as materialistic. Our mind is on money. Just like the world. Just like the world. And people are going to hell. And every day we are burying them. I don't know how it is here. But in Kumasi, every weekend, at least, we have some two funerals to go every weekend every weekend hmm. you see as we are reading just find where you are and who you are and accept who you are and decide that if it is not good I'm changing yeah just find it yeah number seven as for this group I feel like giving them a slap growing flowers on the rock remember the rock that came out of the sea so some people are dying there they are planting flowers Mm. some of the people on the platform were actually spending their time growing flowers on the side of the rock others were painting some were playing music some were dressing themselves up in different styles and walking about to be admired it's in the church I said it's in the church we come to church and while we are supposed to be concerned with whatever is going on sure. I mean trust selfie crap yeah. right in the church oh. then we open our Facebook the young people they don't use Facebook oh. uh, these people Snapchat <laughs> any TikTok any there in view ah, there he is mm. look at the games they are playing playing games on the side 
having a bad people are drowning behind them oh people are drowning behind them <sighs> may the lord help us first corinthians 10 verse 7 says neither be ye idolaters as some of them were as it is written the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play it's in the church number eight arguments on the rock some of the people on the platform were taken up with arguing about the drowning creatures the argument had to do with what will become of them in future are you there so you have not rescued the man who but you are busy having an argument just like the kind of arguments we have when you want to do a crusade in a place and the churches cannot even agree that you are supposed we have decided that we're going to meet together and have a crusade to rescue the people then there's a whole argument and the whole discussion and you are angry because you should have had front seat and they gave you second row so i'm withdrawing my fingers in god's eyes no but it is real it is real we went to have a crusade somewhere and i remember when some of the churches came together not they didn't have a problem with us they had a problem with one of their own people and they decided that we will spoil it because yeah by the grace of god they were not able to spoil it but you see people are dying then you are having an argument and the people are still dying religious ceremonies on the rock whilst beholding the stragglers in the sea some of the people on the platform contended themselves with holding curious religious ceremonies by carrying out these ceremonies they felt content that they had performed their duty towards the perishing creatures and that is why sometimes when we should be out there you see the sinners are out there so when we fool ourselves that they are in here and we concentrate only on what's happening in here the thing becomes a religious ceremony it's not bringing any soul you called it an evangelistic night who were the unbelievers that you brought who did you bring same members and then maybe you also invited your friends who are in another church to come they're all born again so even though you came to come and do whatever you did it didn't make any impact at all on these people who needed jesus number 10 the higher platform william booth now looked more closely and noticed that some of the people who had come onto the rock had discovered a path that led to a higher platform away from the black clouds and stormy ocean from that higher platform they expected to be carried away one day to the mainland those on this higher platform passed their time away with pleasant thoughts congratulating themselves on their good fortune in being rescued from the stormy oceans they sang songs about the happiness that they would experience when taken to the main land the same surface spirit you wonder whether it does not end the story is beginning to change number 11 the great being suddenly the miseries, agonies, quarrels, and blasphemies of these poor creatures moved the pity of the great God so much that he sent a great being to save them. 
this great being leapt right into the raging sea among the drowning sinking people where he toiled to rescue them with great cries tears and sweat and bloodied hands as the great being toiled he continually cried to those already rescued to help him we don't need to be rocket scientists before we know that this great being sent by the father was jesus and when he came he jumped straight inside and started to rescue people and he would turn and he would ask those of us who are saved to join hands with him to help in rescuing them but number 12 there was no help for the great being another strange thing was that those on the platform heard the great being calling for help but did not take heed nor care about him they said they loved him very much and were in full sympathy with him in the task he had undertaken in fact they worshipped him and professed to do so but they were so taken up with their professions their money saving their pleasures their families and their nice activities so yes we have seen you jesus and we even come and we sing our songs to you i love you lord and, I love you. and we are just enjoying ourselves there but as he's calling for help to rescue these people we are not even moved we come to church for the pleasures that it gives to us because is it not true that when the worship is going on and it's nice we, we are i mean but we are thinking about that one how will i sing the song so that people are moved hey how will i sing the song so people are excited and we come to church and our minds are on ourselves people are perishing our mind is not there number 13 make us more secure perhaps the strangest of all things was that those on the platform were actually crying to the great being to come out of the water and spend some time with them to make them even happier than they were some wanted him to come and make them more secure on the rock others wanted him to come and take away various doubts and misgivings that they had they would cry to the great being who was with the, in the water with the poor struggling drowning creatures come to us come and help us is it us or it is not us we have come into the church oh. pastor cannot even get a chance to talk to that new person who has come in because as he's trying to get there what did bishop ogo call them hijackers kidnappers as he's trying you have seen the new person who and you are trying on sunday to try and arrive there then a church member will cross you so i need another one for you to pray again because you see he'll just hijack you by the time you are able to get the person has gone the one soul that you would have won because we are there crying god bless me bless me me my and i as three and no more i am sick and tired of members who will not follow the word of god who will not do what they have been asked to do and when things are not working they now come to occupy your time the group of people i don't like at all 
are those who come with their marriage issues. Because as they are coming, they don't plan to do what you say. Oh. Ah. Hmm. I'm talking to somebody here. You are doing what you want to do. <laughs> and then as the marriage is spoiling, you are crying. Calling the pastor at 2 o'clock in the morning because of you. He was talking to you 2 o'clock in the morning. So even his prayer time that he would have had at 5 has been spent on your stubborn self. Hey. And you won't do. You won't do it. <laughs> you know you are the cause. You have talked to her. You have told her that, that your mother is like gone. It has to stop firing. She will not stop firing. She's still firing. The issue is getting worse. And then she's coming to cry. Coming to complain. What you told her to do, did she do? She didn't do it. <laughs> hey! I told you to pay your tithe. You didn't pay your tithe. Now you are in financial difficulty. And you are coming to disturb me. Hey! Some young lady in my church. She's chasing all the boys in the church. One day she came to cry on me. She's a marriageable age. Nobody's come. I said, nobody can come because the way you are all over. All over. No, no man will want to. Yes, mommy. Please have heard. I will stop. Okay, I said, I will stop. No. Oh, daddy in the hono. Oh, Charlie. And it is so terrible, eh? It is so terrible. This morning, Kano was sending me text. What can I do to stop falling all over the place? Come on, just get away. Jawasem, don't waste my time. <laughs> don't waste my time. <laughs> hey! I should now stop my brain that I'm praying to come and advise you. How? How dear how? <laughs> hey! Are you there? I told the two of you, stop sleeping together. You didn't mind me. You continue sleeping together. When the problems that confront people who are not married and they sleep together, when the problems come, you are coming to worry me. Ah. Ah, no. No, no, the pastor is coming to a point where we should just say that I have nothing to say. No, it's true. Because what happens is that we spend all our time and we are exhausted over these things. So we don't even have the mind to be able to care for the new ones or the fresh ones. Yeah. Nothing. They need attention. Hey. Hijacker. Hijackers. Ah. I told my church people, I said, when I finish preaching, normally when I finish preaching, I leave the hall. And I said, it's not for any reason. Sir, hijackers or no? They will cross me. Until I go to my office. When I go, then I tell one of my secretaries that those who are coming to see him, then she'll bring me. Okay, this one is ah. Then they come because they know that I'm there. And yes, sir. As I'm trying to hijack another. Kidnappers. Please ask your neighbor, are you a hijacker or you are a kidnapper? Ah. <laughs> hey, hijacker Christians, 
kidnapper Christians. Hey. <laughs> you talk her. Uh, you will pray your prayers over them. You will pour the oil over them. You are spending yourself. You are ministering and ministering over stones that will not answer. It reached a point I decided that I had some list. I said, you, I will never visit you again. I don't mind what's going on in your life. Me, baby. So that because we have only a certain amount of energy. So we can spend that time. Everybody, 24 hours, spend an hour. So when you come and you collect 12 hours, Anyhow, so that what is left for other people? You alone. You alone. Won't so oh. But that is what we are doing. And we are just disturbing Jesus over our problems which we have created by our disobedience. It's true. Help me. Lord Jesus, He has told you what to do. If you want to minimize the problems in your life, you go and win souls and see. See whether he will not back you up. Just try it. Just try it. Hallelujah. This vision is not difficult to understand. We can see the great being is Jesus Christ who was sent to save people. The people on the rock are the unconcerned Christians who fill our churches today. How true this vision is. It describes us in detail. We cannot escape the description of the unconcerned church which has not made themselves the saviors of men. Put your hands together. Wow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My prayer is that there will be a change in our hearts and minds from today. Yeah. And so I want to spend the last, I have just some few minutes. Please just stand to your feet for a moment. Maybe it will just stretch a little bit. Pearl, can you come and give me, each one can reach one. Just stretch a bit. And, oh, you are not Just help yourself a bit. Yeah. Just move around small. Amen. Please take your seat. Let us. I'll be coming into the last portion of what I want to share with you today. But let's hear Paul. Let's hear Pearl in the meantime. Families to Jesus 
all around his neighborhood. He tells them God is able to make your house a home. He wants to win this world for Christ, but he can do it alone. But each one can reach one as we follow after Christ. We all can lead one. We can lead one to the Savior. And together we can tell the world that Jesus is the way. Only if reach one, reach one. The message is unchanging. Go ye into all the world and share the life of Jesus. Far away or door to door, you see, just like someone told you that Jesus loves you so, you must tell someone who will tell someone until the whole world knows. But each one can reach one as we follow out. to just um, talk about the situation that we are in without at least giving us one or two points of getting out of it. Amen. Oh, I said amen. Yeah. Now, the first thing that I would like to say 
As I said, please come and turn it small for me. Hallelujah. What I want to share with you in this um, time is just a practical way in which you can help yourself to get out of this situation. Many of us may find ourselves there because we have not thought about it or because this is what we came and met and we are just following. But I want to believe God that as you have listened and as you have thought through, you are saying to yourself, no, I will not be part of these people who have lost their way so what am i going to do and so in my last 10 15 minutes i want to just take you through a few evangelism strategies amen evangelism strategies hallelujah evangelism strategies now what is a strategy let me just give you a quick definition a strategy is a series of maneuvers or a series of steps that are undertaken to achieve a particular goal you want to achieve something in particular so what steps will you take to achieve that goal you know these are the strategies and you may be thinking to yourself that oh it is not like that if we pray and we fast then we are okay but you can see we have been praying and fasting but we still need a little something else and this is because even God also has strategies when God wanted to rescue the children of Israel from Egypt he went through a number of steps it's not just one step so he made one Levite fall in love with another Levite and marry are you there it looks as if it's nothing but they were there then they had different children but at a certain time he allowed a certain boy to be born and that boy was born at a particular time it was also a strategy and he was born at a time when they were killing baby boys hebrew baby boys and god organized it in such a way that when his mother could not keep him any longer because they were killing the boys she went and put him on the river and pharaoh's daughter found that child miriam was standing there watching and while she was watching she came and said should i get you somebody to take care of the baby and pharaoh's daughter said yes and miriam went right back and called moses mother and moses mother came and said oh i would like to take care of the baby i'm available and pharaoh's daughter said i'm going to give him to you and i will pay you it was God's plan his strategy that in that time he would take care not only of Moses but his family because he paid his mother to breastfeed her own child to take care of her own child then at a point the Bible says she brought the baby the child to Pharaoh's daughter and now Pharaoh's daughter received him into the palace and there God gave him free education into free SHS and yeah, nearby. Free education from <laughs> Moses enjoyed some free food, free accommodation. In addition, taught him how to behave because it's not everybody who can you see the way you behave when you are in a palace is different. 
You and I, we may just catch our kitchen stool, sit on the corner of the stool and be eating our fufu. But when you are in the king's house, you have to know how to comport. God gave him an opportunity to live there and learn all. In addition, God gave him the opportunity to learn how the Egyptians think, how their mind works. And when God was ready, another step. He said, now we are finished with palace days, to the wilderness with you. Some of you, you are in your wilderness. And you are wondering that, God, have you abandoned me? Things used to be better. Now it's so difficult. But I came to say to you that, listen, please, my man of God, my, my sister, my brother. That wilderness is part of God's plan for your life. He took Moses right from the palace all the way to the backside of the desert. And as he was there, it was there that Moses connected with God. And many times, God will send you to a place. Your church is not working. It may be you are in your wilderness years. It will drive you on your knees to be talking to God, speaking to God. But I'm happy to inform you that one day, the Bible says that Moses was passing. And as he passed, he was passing along the backside of the desert. I don't know what the backside of the desert is, but the back of everything is not correct, like the back of your house. There's nothing good there. But it was while he was passing there, that is when he saw the burning bush. Suddenly, God showed him something. And the Bible says that when he saw it, he turned aside and said, ah, let me go and take a look. Man of God who is in trouble, turn aside and take a look. And as you take a look, suddenly you will hear the voice of God. And God began to speak to Moses. And that was where he got his commission for his life. And God told him, yes. And he said, I have heard my children. I have heard them. Now I have come. I'm now ready to take Pharaoh on. I am now ready to relieve my children. They said, because I have come, you Moses now go. In other words, he was now receiving his commission to walk in the steps of God, to speak to the people as the oracles of God. And he brought the children of Israel out. God himself is a strategist. God himself makes plans. And if you and I, if we are going to get ourselves up and doing and moving and rescuing people from the mouth of the enemy, we will need a strategy. And that's why I want to take you to Luke chapter 14. It's a place where you read so many things in there. The Bible says that a certain man made a great supper. He made a great supper. He was cooking something. He was making something. If you want to come out of this situation, you are saying to yourself that I am not going to be one of these useless Christians walking on the platform doing nothing. You got to have a great supper. You have to have something that you have to offer. May I suggest to you that the first step in your supper is prayer. We can't do anything without prayer. 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 A type of prayer. It's not just group prayer. It's not just, don't worry, you just sleep. I'll be going back and forth. It's not just group prayer. It's not prayer about your own things. It's now prayer about what God will have you to do. This Sunday, God wants you to bring somebody to church. You are preparing a great supper. The menu that you are going to serve depends on who is going to eat it. I said the menu you are going to serve 
depends on who is going to eat yeah it's not one size fits all it's a message that i see on some shops it really annoys me one size cannot fit all ah somebody's foot is size four somebody's size 12 you say how can it be one size fits all hallelujah and therefore you need to prepare your supper in the preparation of your supper there is a type of prayer and i notice that that type of prayer has gone down in the church territory taking prayer making a way prayer breaking barriers prayer we are praying it but only for ourselves chasing imaginary witches meanwhile the real witches who are holding people captive we have left them hey are you in the house when last did you have a meeting to pray free the captives you were going to 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 collect from there i was reminded recently of a song that my assistant taught us one time i used to have an assistant who was very evangelistic he was such a help to me and he taught us a song i'm going to sing it for you don't worry about my voice you it's an old song you know the song amen amen blessings and glory wisdom thanksgiving and honor power and might belongs to our god forever and ever well when he was getting us ready to go and do some evangelism amen amen we bind the devil we lose god's power in this place blasting in tongues demons are confused forever and ever amen 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 we bind the devil we lose god's power in this place blasting in tongues demons are confused forever and ever amen please don't go for your evangelism with the shaykh no blasting in tongues i said blasting in tongues i don't know where we have gotten this gentility uh, 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 what do you call it tongues from blasting in tongues the bible says he who prays in an unknown tongue speaketh mysteries to god no man can understand it the devil cannot understand it he doesn't know what you are planning you are saying something to god but i can tell you when he hears your warfare prayers i tell you the demons tremble yeah it's a type of prayer it's a kind of prayer to just break the bondages and to break the chains so that even before you go the lord has gone before you hallelujah there is a book know your invisible enemies i want to really recommend this book you didn't bring it oh pastor said mercy for you if you text me i'll find it for you but in that book we see so many ways that the enemy is at war i was at a place where we were having some crusades and unknown to me trouble was about to arise from somewhere i did not know that morning i was praying and pastor seth had said to me that they would go early afternoon to set up so they were also praying during the day as we were praying i was led to the chapter two of that book 
which talks about 10 assignments of the devil against you. So I said, ah, but Lord, this is the first of three crusades and this town is a cool place. It's our number two town that there are a lot of Muslims. That's what I'm thinking about. Is this prayer supposed to be for there? Because I have lived in the Muslim areas for some time. Most of the time you can do a crusade quietly, but sometimes you meet opposition. My car has been stoned before. A number of things have happened before, so you know how to. But here, no problem. It should be cool. Then the Spirit of God said, no, 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 no. This prayer is for today. So I started to pray. And I picked up my phone and I said to Pastor Seth, shall I lead the team in this prayer? There was also a team in my, in my um, church praying. And I sent them the points, point number one. Frustration and opposition. This, I put it all there with a scripture. I said, we are praying. So we prayed. And as far as I knew, we were okay. So I prayed. Around three o'clock, I got a text from Pastor Seth. We have just come to set up. And we have been attacked. Our tents have been scattered all over the place. Then I said to him, do you remember the prayer? We were asked to pray against resistance and oppression. All the points that we had played, it's from, it was in a book with the scriptures. And I said, we have prayed the prayer. The victory is ours. The victory is ours. It was not even 30, 40 minutes that he sent me another text. He said, you will not believe it. Help has arrived. The chief has sent his people to come and tell those who attacked us to go and get all our things back and come and put them back up how they found them. Hallelujah. Prepare your meal, but prepare it first and foremost in warfare. Hallelujah. Oh, I said, hallelujah. You are on your way as an individual. You're going to witness to somebody. You're going to talk to somebody. You must do some prayer. Tell your neighbor, we are tired of these weak milk and water prayers. This one is time to stand like a warrior and to pray warrior prayers. It's not quiet praying. Hey, the man is drowning in the water. We don't save him gently. I said, the man is drowning in the water. If you go there with your gentle, soft, some before you are aware, you are drowning yourself. You are going into the bar to go and rescue that person. If you don't take care, you will be drinking. If you don't take care, it is time for us to revisit violent prayer territory taking prayer prayer. I don't know what you call it here but when I became a Christian we would pray the brothers would be feeling hot they would hang their shirts on the <laughs> nowadays if you try to hang your shirt you <laughs> please pastor please can you say it in the microphone we used to squeeze our shirt after prayer as the nearest brother by you when he finishes praying what is he squeezing Makabaso, hey, 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 it's a fight. You are trying to bind the strong man, you cannot collect the soul. With all due respect, let me use my pastor's as an example. 
So, hey! That's how he's holding it. And I am coming to free him. I say, oh, come. <laughs> please. Oh, please. Come. Hey! Where will I get? But when I start to pray, charity taking prayers, the Lord will dispatch some angels. He will dispatch some powers. And when I come, hey! Hallelujah. I say, hallelujah. Prepare, prepare, prepare. Prepare. Hallelujah. Yeah, prepare. Never go unprepared. Prepare. Yeah. Hallelujah. So this man had a great supper. The Bible says he invited many. As part of your strategy, you must have invitation as part of your strategy. Please put back the scripture. Luke 14 verse 16. Yeah. Invitation. Again, one size does not fit all. Don't go to invite another believer. You are wasting your time. Yeah. But rather, choose your target group and invite many. How you invite them depends on who your target is. It depends on who your target is. So, if your target is a largely rural community or a place where people are not into gadgets and things like that, use the flyer. Let me say something about flyers. We have flyers, we have posters, we have billboards. They fight different wars. Yeah, they fight different wars. Your billboard takes on the territorial spirit. It's not for the individuals. The individuals don't even read it. It's the demons in the area that you are informing. That we will be here. This is what we are doing. So you are trying to use intimidation uh -huh, to say we have occupied this territory. That's what your billboard does. But it does not bring people into your church. Your poster on the wall does two things. Again, territorial spirit, but it also informs the community that this is what is going on. Again, it does not bring many people into your church. If you want to bring people into your church, it is one flyer, one person, one flyer, one household, one flyer. That one, people read it and they feel that I have been invited. Uh -huh. I have been invited. One flyer, one person. When you go on air, you are only telling the demons in the air. Power of the praise of the air. This is what we are doing. Uh -huh. So when you are not in the mood to take on the power of the prince of the air, please don't go on the radio. Yeah, we have different kinds of words. Some words, you don't publish it. Uh -huh. When you go on air, you are informing. Is it only my Bible that calls him the power of the prince of the air? Satan, you are telling him. You are establishing something. Yeah. Amen. So, match your invitation to who you are inviting and what you want to do. Yeah. Hallelujah. You see, if there are five churches and all of them have signboards at the junction, it's saying something. Some, <laughs> something has happened in this area. <laughs> something has happened in this area. But it doesn't bring the individuals. If you want to bring the individuals, one flyer, one person. One flyer, one person. 
one or one household, one flyer. Yeah, then you are able to bring them. If you want to reach the young people, then use in addition. You can use social media. You can use rap music. You can use, you know, so your jingle has a certain type of, it makes them listen. We older ones, we can't even hear. We can't even hear what they are singing. But they they hear. They they hear. And it works for them. So type your invitation must be according to what you are expecting. Hallelujah. The Bible says there was a lady who had lost a coin. She had 99 coins. She was left with one. In order to get that one coin, the Bible says that she swept the ground. Diligently swept the ground until she found one. Sometimes we are in a hurry. Because this scripture, Jesus preached it and shared it when he said to go and look for the lost one. In every area or in many areas, there is your lost one. But until you diligently go and sweep the area, one house, one invitation, one person, one, diligently sweeping, you may not find your person. And so many times what we have done, we too have done the same thing. You can call it hit and run. So we say, okay, our church is here. Let's go and do some outreach here. So on Saturday, then we just do some outreach. Then we come back. But when we we have not tackled every house, we have not tackled every house. So every house in the area must hear about it. Another thing that has happened is that we say that because the church is here, this is my territory. Please, it is not true. It's not true. This is my. It's not true. I will explain. Can I ask the ladies a question? Ladies, how many of you, when you are going to do your hair, you just choose the nearest hairdresser? You see, please turn and see all the ladies. They are shaking my head, their head. You choose the nearest. So if there's one outside your gate, you say, Are you seeing that they are shaking their head? Please, did you, your pastor says, Some of you go to Sunyani. Meanwhile, it's not because there's no hairdresser in Birukum. For the same reason that the lady does not go to the. You see, my church. Where my church is, across my gate, there's a hairdresser. When I come down to the junction, from my junction to the station, I walk off about four, is it 400 meters, maybe? Maybe even less. They are on that road, about four hairdressers. From there to Adriasi gate, there's another 10 or 12. So, I pass all. I pass all. I pass all. And enter the campus and cross the campus to a certain hall under in the basement to a certain lady. Why? The answer is because. There's no answer. That's it. Because. In the same way, Pastor, your church is here. That house over there, they won't come. They won't come. For the same reason that we don't go to the nearest hairdresser. But your member who is in Sunyani will come. Your member who is on the other side of town will come. The one who is so far, you can't believe they are coming from there. But they will come. Two cars, three cars. 
they will come. That's why your outreach must never be, I'm just inviting the people around here. No, 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 no. Uh -huh. Go, just go. Yeah, just go. Just go. Hallelujah. You will find, in fact, one day, I was watching my husband's church. I was shocked. Yeah. My husband's church is in Bantama, for those who know Kumasi. My husband has members who come from Ejusu. Why will you come from Ejusu to Bantama? Because oh, they oh, branches all over. I don't know how many branches they cross from Ejusu to Bantama. And they come to church. Oh. <laughs> it doesn't even make oh to Bantama. I don't understand. He has church members in Ebuakwa. Ebuakwa traffic and what's the main fact traffic you for sure, for sure. For sure. We can say all night. I, I don't I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand. He has a member who comes. I think it's about four. About four. About four. Ubetra of Finso. As the walk on. Fishman Road. That is from him I learned this thing. I said, hey. Because Nana, I was doing my outreach. I just said, I say, Kota, I said, you are coming. I said, I said, Anywhere, anywhere, anywhere. Once they are human beings, anywhere, we are going to do some. Anywhere. Anywhere. For the same reason. For the same reason. Somebody will travel. I prophesy that people will come from towns around, villages around, communities around, places around. They will take one car, two cars. They will arrive from every corner, every corner of the region and enter your church. Yeah, they will enter your church. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for them. Amen. So please, in your strategy, make sure that you have a strategy for reaching those around and one far, 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 far. Hallelujah. Number three. You see, I'm taking this, all these points from Luke chapter 14, where the man made a supper. The people he had invited didn't come and he sent them to go out. You know, he sent his servant to go and bring in people. So the next one, work with people who are willing only. Work with willing people only. Yeah. If they are not willing, just leave them. But you see, after a conference like this, everybody who is here who has heard will be a willing person. Yeah, they'll be a willing person. Willing to do something. Willing to do something. Amen. And work with willing people only. Hallelujah. Number four make a decision to turn away from the unripened harvest and the time wasters the unripened harvest luke 14 verse 21 says the servant came and showed his lord these things then the master of the house being angry said to his servant go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city and bring in hither the poor the maimed, the halt and the blind when he realized that the people he was expecting didn't come he just turned to another group of people he just turned to another group of people hallelujah oh i said hallelujah sometimes the people who you think 
will receive you, don't receive you. Yeah. Go to another group of people. Go to another group of people or focus on another group of people. So maybe you are a young man. You thought the young people will mind you. They are not minding you. Go for the older ones. Yeah. Or you had older people and they are not minding you. Go for the younger ones. Hallelujah. I have shared many times how the older people in the church I took over, they were not so excited and they started to leave. And I just turned my mind to the younger ones. And, and it is after the younger ones came and filled the church, the older ones were left. They returned. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, when you are working on a place and you see that it's not working, do something different. Amen. Do something different. Hallelujah. And, and tell her how you are going to reach them is part of the strategy. So, if you have older people, you want to reach older people, how you will do your evangelism must be different. Full gospel businessman was a very successful, very, very successful. How did they become successful? They used to have just breakfast meeting. They didn't do any crusade. They didn't do any, uh, what? Gospel rock, nothing, nothing. No one inside breakfast. Every month, breakfast in a hotel. Coming, friend. when you are coming, bring a whole generation of older men were won to Christ by that. Are you there? Yeah, older men, it worked. Older women also respond to those things. That's why Women Are Glow also was formed. And it worked. Hey, Pastor, now, breakfast is there. It's because of how you are thinking. Please, when you buy wache in a, a break room, how much do you spend? Wache. Oh, suffer. Five cities, I do Will you buy five cities wache? Because for us in Kuma, says on 150, two cities, so. Two cities, it will work. Mm. Some one wele inside. Uh-huh. <laughs> one wele walking inside and some. Eh, that's it. It's enough. So instead of you going to cook and bring a big bill, just decide, okay, the ladies, we are 20. Everybody, you pay for yourself, you pay for one person. And you'll be after five cities, Simbra. You can watch it. Stand on the Catch any sister, you can watch it. You are buying this amount. Bring it, come and save your people. That's breakfast meeting. That's breakfast meeting. Hey, you are very quiet watching me. You see, we want to collect the money, come and say, now you are trolling, ting, 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 ting. Now you are brown, so for, you are the bar. There's beef, warm. And your friends, then goat meat, so warm. Grass cut, so warm. Uh, what is that you see when you do that you will stretch yourself and you only do it once but you want to do something that you can do it again and again where are the choir people how many of you are here today just wave at me are you trying to choir for you can't do breakfast you can do you can do Pastor, from today, the choir is not going to be benefiting from other people's evangelism. They should go and do their own. Yeah? Mm. Normal, it's what I did in my church. Normally, all the ministers inside the church, they get members. Somebody has gone to sweat his sweat, you know. When the person comes, then they come and say, oh, uh -huh, will you join uh, Ashes? Will you join Pocho? From today, 
Go and look for yours. If they are not enough, you go and do your outreach. Win your souls and bring them and train them to be your ashes. Immediately, I'll be I busy. Yeah. So the choir must have this outreach. Ashes must have their own. Finish. That's number one. Number two, there are evangelists among the singers who don't know that they are evangelists. But we in the Sape, you suddenly see that, ah, this girl, every time she preaches, some people come. This guy, every time he, some people will get, give their life to Christ. You see other gifts you never knew were there. Ashes, no majaisa and spiritual work, no more because normally after they finish putting their chest down they don't even hear the word it's true the technical men when your anointing is coming that's when they are rolling cables whether you'll be rolling cables when you have to go and win a soul yeah <laughs> hey that's when they have discovered that there's a fault in the wife in the soldier as the holy ghost is moving Please, I love all of you. It's not because I'm just I'm just sharing with what really happens. This is what really happens. You'll be following the work you are doing, following the work you are doing. The work you are doing is precious work. It is called service to God, but it's not a fruit, it's a service. There is a gift for the service of God, though, but that's not why Jesus came. Jesus didn't come because of cables. He also did not come because of TV or because of microphone. All these things are service to help the temple to work but jesus said john 15 16 you didn't call you didn't choose me i chose you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit that your fruit will remain hallelujah i'm almost ending you see that when the servant went the bible says he went to the lanes the small roads please there's evangelism a component in the village rural, rural evangelism now you may say hey but if i do rural evangelism how will i bust the people from there to my church sometimes you cannot bust them but i can promise you one thing for every soul you win out there god will bring you some souls you don't even know how they came yeah you don't know how they came they will just arrive yeah they just come so you have planted it you have done your part as you do it you see that sometimes too before you are aware you can start another church in that place please let me say one thing sometimes when we are trying to get our church to be full we're saying that when my church is full then i'll have a branch it's a mistake it's a mistake ask god about it and if he likes go and start over there our bishop who is in Boku is one of my spiritual sons. He grew up in my house. When he went to Boku, an anointed guy, yeah, 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 the church will not stand. Hey, it's a heavily Muslim town, but we had seen churches stand in the Muslim, but Boku was not working. So one day when he was talking, then my husband told him, do you know, go and open another branch in Misiga. Misiga is about maybe 20 minutes, 50 minutes drive out of Boku, going towards the border. So he went to Misiga and he started. As soon as he started the Misiga church, the Misiga church stood. Immediately. Immediately. So after some time, he would go to Misiga church early. Do a, a church there, 6.30 to 8.30. Then 
then nine o'clock boku after some time he was picking up his uh, praise and worship leader from Mesiga to go to boku it's like telling me that you have gone to um to do church now what for was praise the worship leader every hall and you have brought the person to bantama to lead praise and worship but that was it and so that church grew and stood and while it was going then boku now also started and took hold so plant your seeds and go as the lord leads you hallelujah oh i said hallelujah every part of the church must win its own souls every part then when the servant came back he told him now said go to the highways to me highways reminds me of cities so there must be some outreach in the city that you are where you are all these are places some will bring people directly into your church and others just because you are evangelizing God will bless you and he'll bring other people you don't know where they came from but he'll bring them into your church hallelujah oh I said hallelujah I hope you have got a few evangelism strategies the last thing that I'll share with you is that speak to the people in the language that they can understand yeah the language that they can understand hallelujah some of our people I had to learn a lot when I became a pastor of young people and maybe there are things that people will find not so acceptable but because it brings the young people and it's not a sin I allow it I allow it I was invited to go and have a meeting the, the, the head teacher wanted a, 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 a soul winning opportunity and she invited me to an NTC and I went but I told my people as we are going in the Christians will fill the room I don't want that yeah so I'm not going alone I have dancers in my church and their dancing is not polite I'm sorry but the reason is that all of them come from a certain background and they win people like themselves yeah so as I'm going with my dancers and I'm going with my uh, drama team when we got to the school just as I said the Christians had filled the room and they were excited I sent I had another team they were just going knocking on the dormitory doors calling people then at a certain point in the program I released my dancers when the unbelievers heard the music said, ah what is going on in that church and they started running I really mean it when I say running they started running and coming to see what was going on and when they came they saw dancers dancing <laughs> are you in the house after a while then the drama team also came and did their drama when I started to preach I said Christians I'm sorry I'm sorry if our dancing has offended you but I didn't come because of you and I preached the gospel you should have seen the altar call they didn't have place to stand a few months later I was in my house when somebody came to see me said ah, do you remember that outreach we had I said oh yes I remember he said a certain guy one of the nursing students he has died I said, I don't know him. This was like five months after. Then the person came. The picture of the altar call. The guy was standing in the back. And they had done an arrow in the picture. I said, look at him. We never knew. We never knew. He had only five months to go. I thank God that we broke protocol and offended the Christians. 
but we rescue the soul. I thank God. I thank God. I thank God. I am not saying, I am not saying that we should allow sin into our church. I'm not saying we should allow indecency into the church, no. But what I'm saying is that sometimes you break your norms. You break the things that you are used to. And you allow some things because you are targeting somebody. You are targeting a group of people. Hallelujah. These dancers that I have, have brought more people to the Lord. And we have used them as a tool more than any other ministry. Because Africans, we dance. As soon as the dancing starts, the crowd gathers. I thought the crowd would go away when they finish dancing, but they stand and they hear the word of God and some give their lives to Christ. Hallelujah. I pray that you will take these few prayer points and you will use them. Rescue people. Rescue the perishing. There is a joy that will enter your life just because through you a soul has been saved. May the Lord help us to do our part. No matter what else we are doing, let us add the saving of souls. Please stand to your feet this afternoon. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the last few minutes of this session, I just want you to pray for yourself. Just pray for yourself. You are doing other things. God bless you for everything that you do in the house. But right now, talk to the Lord and say, I want to add this one. I want to add the winning of souls. I want to add the winning of souls. Talk to the Lord. We can win souls in this church. In every church here. One by one. Two by two. Winning souls to the Lord. Winning souls to the Lord. Winning souls to the Lord. If you will trust God and believe Him, He will use you. He will use you. He will use you to bring people into the kingdom. He will use you to rescue people. Talk to the Lord for a few minutes this afternoon. Let a spirit of evangelism come upon us today. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. May the Lord stretch out and touch your heart. In the name of Jesus. I see some borders being broken. I see some borders being broken. I see borders being broken. As people are widening their reach, widening their circle, moving out, going out into the different towns, going out into different parts of the Oh, <laughs> Oh, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. 
This afternoon, pray one prayer that the word that you have heard will sit in your spirit, that the enemy will not come for it. Jesus said that when the seed is sown, then the enemy comes to steal it. But this seed will not be sold, stolen in the name of Jesus, but rather it will bear the fruits for which he has sent it this morning. Just lift up your voice Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. 